10 games in a row, guys. 10 straight losses for the Detroit Pistons. They sit at 2-11. and 11. I ain't got nothing for y'all. I, 10 straight losses. You are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's the deal? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Pistons podcast. Per usual, I'm your host, Kuka Hill. You can find me over on Twitter, at Kuka Hill. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Pistons your first listen of every single day. We are free and available on all your podcast platforms. If you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel, at Locked On Pistons. Hit that subscribe button, or leave us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. It's another great way to support the podcast. And today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked on NBA for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Ten straight losses for your Detroit Pistons. They sit at two and eleven. They are the worst team in the NBA. Last year they were the worst team in the NBA. As of right now, they are the worst team in the NBA. They lose one hundred eight, one hundred to the Cleveland Cavaliers. It was much. It was a much farther, bigger deficit until the bench unit got put in the 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 deep reserves. So it was even worse than this. And I, I try to, as someone who covers the team, I completely try to completely separate myself from any kind of fandom when watching the games, when analyzing the team. I try not to do that. I, it's it's not good. I feel like you need to be able to, you have to be able to completely move your fandom to the side. Any kind of rooting favorites, you know, you have to try to move that to the side. But tonight, guys, I legit like I'm not joking. I I felt sad watching this team tonight. I felt I don't want to say depressed, but just not fun. Not fu- like not fun watching the game. Not fun watching this team. This is. It's it's not fun. It's not fun for anybody. It's not fun for the fans. It's not fun for people who cover the team. It's not fun. I have to assume. I'd hope for the players. Like this is not fun. This is not fun. They lose to the Cleveland Cavaliers. And look, like I said, like I said for the past week, losing in a vacuum to the Cleveland Cavaliers is not a big deal because the Cleveland Cavaliers are obviously better than the Detroit Pistons. They have better players. They're better, okay? It matters because they screwed up all the games before that that they could have won. That they could have won. And now they don't get the excuse of, oh, it was the Cavs you lost. Oh, it was the Raptors you lost. Oh, it was the Nuggets you lost. Oh, it was the Pacers you lost. Like, you don't get that excuse. Because you should have handled your business earlier, and now you wouldn't be looking at a 10-game losing streak. In which each passing loss, I don't care who your opponent is. I don't care if you played the Nuggets the next four games. If this gets the game 14-game losing streak, something has to something has to happen. It's unacceptable. And like I'm gonna make it very clear again, in a vacuum, losing to this specific team is not the end of the world. It's the fact that you're at a 10-game losing streak. I saw something earlier today on Twitter. The Pistons haven't lost 10 consecutive games since 2015. Someone fact-checked that. I saw Pistons fans tweeting that. 
like, come on. Come on, man. This is, this is unacceptable. It's bad. It's it like, how does this, how does it get this worse? How does it get this bad? Kate had to take 21 shots tonight. For a large majority of the game, he was the only person in double figures. Now, eventually, you ended up with Kevin Knox at 11, Stu with 11, Burks with 10, Ivy with 11, and then Stanley Mude at 10. But it, it literally, I. Cade was a plus five in this game in his 34 minutes in this loss. And again, like I said, it was made closer at the end of the game by the reserves. He was a plus five in this game. He is he's being tasked with doing everything for this team. With doing everything for this team. And what's going to happen if they don't if they don't change something, if they don't make a trade, if they don't do something, what's going to happen is they are going to ruin Cade. They will they they are going to ruin his development. Because it seems like I feel like when I talk to people, they don't seem to grasp a lot of people don't seem to grasp that Cade is still a developing player. He has not arrived. He is not done developing. He is not a star yet. He is in his technical second season in the NBA. He still is developing. He is one of your young players you need to be trying to develop. Cade doesn't just need to get better on his own. Just like when people talk about, oh, the Pistons development staff needs to develop uh, Isaiah Stewart, they need to develop Killian Hayes, they need to develop Jane Ivey, like all these players, it's the same thing for Cade. They need to be putting effort in to develop Cade. He is not a nowhere near a finished product. And I, what you're putting him on the floor with, what he's being faced with, is not helping him. It's not, you're ruining his development. You're putting him in terrible situations. Name me a number one overall pick. Name me a number one overall pick. That doesn't, at some point, get the team built around them to best optimize them and to put them into the best positions possible to where, at the very least, now obviously to win games, obviously to look better on the court, but at the very least, to make it look like you made the right pick. GMs do this at the very least to make it look like I made the right pick. Look look what they're doing. Because they they put them in the best situations possible to where they look the best. The Pistons have done the exact opposite with Cade. I, it's 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 befuddling to me. I I don't understand it. I with each and look I, with each passing loss, it's revisionist history. I, I but like with each passing loss, I get more and more upset with what they did this past off season. Each passing loss, I get more mad with what they did this past off season. They should, this team, they should have done something. They were players available. Not no stars, but they were role players available. And they didn't, they didn't go after any of them. They didn't go after any of them. And I know this team is, is injured. But like I say over and over, I wish I remembered the saying, honestly, but like the, where, (laughs) Fair is a place where they judge pigs and something else, whatever. It, it is what it is. Reality is reality. I, we ain't going to feel bad. No one's feeling bad for them because they had some injuries to old players. Now, Jalen Duran is tough, okay? You know what? They need they need Duran back like that, badly. But, like, dude, 
despite that, every team deals with injuries. Now, the Pistons obviously are dealing with them a little bit worse than others, but that's still not an excuse to lose 10 straight games. And again, like I told you guys for the past week, 14-game losing streak is on the board. The Pistons could be sitting at 2-16 and 16 in a week. It's, it's, I, 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 I seriously got nothing for you guys. I, I don't got nothing. I, I, like, I, tr- I will try to talk about some positives later about how this can get better, but I ain't got nothing. I, I'm, I'm, I don't know what to do. I don't know what this team can, you know, you could start off with starting Jane Ivy next to Cade and playing shooters with Cade. Get Durin back healthy as soon as possible, as soon as you can. And then surround Cade and Durin with shooters. And Asar has gotten to a spot where he's so important that, okay, he has to be in there. Okay, then the other two people have to be gravity-affecting shooters. Not guys who just hit open shots because the defense wants them to take them. They have to be actually pulling defenses out and making them guard them. You can't, like, I I got nothing, man. Ten straight losses. Ten straight losses. It's been 11, what, it's been 13 games. It's been 13 games into the season, and everyone's already piecing out. Everyone's already, fans are piecing out. And I can't blame them. You think I'm happy about fans piecing out? I uh, this is this is my job. I don't want fans piecing out. But like, I, why? Why would they want to keep watching? Why would anyone want to keep watching? No one wants to hear the excuses about injuries. No one wants to hear the excuses about anything. Ten straight losses is unacceptable, dude. It's just it's not fun watching them either. It's not fun watching this team like this. It's it's just not fun. After this game, I went and watched the Pelicans game. Had fun watching basketball. I went and watched the Spurs game. Had fun watching basketball. Watched the Lakers game. Watched the um, the Nuggets game against the Pelicans. I, I had fun watching basketball. You turn this team on, and it's just, it's not fun. It's not fun basketball. And it's bad basketball. It's bad. Something has to happen. Change needs to happen. Somewhere. Somewhere, somehow, something needs to happen. This can't keep going on. It can't keep going on. I promise you the noise and the fan base will get so loud that you can't ignore it. And you don't want it to get to that point. How are you guys feeling, man? At the 10 straight losses, how are you guys feeling? Let me know in the comment section down below or over on Twitter, at Kuka Hill. Is this rock bottom? Is this rock bottom for the Pistons? I'll give you guys my answer when we come back. I want to hear from you guys, though. Do you guys think this is rock bottom? Let me know. But first, let me tell you guys, about one of our sponsors, BetterHelp. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. And with this time of season coming around, a lot of people deal with seasonal, you know, the blues, the seasonal blues. You get around the cold season, winter. A lot of people start feeling the stress of having to provide and get Christmas gifts for family, for their kids. A lot of times, you know, just simply it being dark outside and cold can affect people's moods, have you feeling negative, have you feeling, you know, a little sad, a little depressed. And it's a lot for people to deal with, along with everything else that goes on with through daily life. And there's no reason why you should have to go through it alone. And that's what BetterHelp is here for. 
Therapy can be a bright spot amid all of the stress and change. Something to look forward to to make you feel grounded and give you the tools to manage everything going on. BetterHelp is the best place for you to go to have this. It's online therapy. It's all online. You get you can pick your own licensed therapist. And if you don't feel like you're vibing with that online therapist, you can go ahead and switch therapists at any time for additional charge. There's nothing wrong with needing help. There's nothing wrong with just needing somebody to talk through things with to help you get through some stuff. Everybody needs help. Now, everyone needs help, not just nowadays, but always. Everyone needs help. So if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online again, and it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockdownNBA today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockdownNBA. Give therapy a try with BetterHelp. Then let me tell you guys about another one of our sponsors, Game Time. Game Time is one of my favorite sponsors for the podcast, and this is the main reason why. I am a procrastinator. I'm recording this podcast at 12 o'clock. The Pistons game ended about two hours ago, but I procrastinated. I procrastinate with everything, and especially with buying tickets to events, to games, to theaters, anything. I wait to the last second, and that sometimes can screw me over. But with game time, it saves me because game time has last-minute tickets and flash deals up to the last minute and everything from music to sports to comedy to theater events. It's amazing. And not only do they have last-minute tickets, not only do they have flash deals that you can find almost every single day, you can also see what your seat looks like from the ticket. It shows you right there on the app. I absolutely love it. It's amazing. Another thing that's great with game time that personally bugs me with everything, every other possible app out there to use with game time you don't have to go searching through your email to find your tickets it's right there on your phone on the app two taps you're all set it's right you don't have to go digging through your thousands of emails that people be having i don't know how people be having it but i know a lot of people have it so it's tough to find your tickets in your email game time you ain't gotta worry about that so download the game time app create an account and use code locked on nba for 20 dollars off your first purchase Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code locked on NBA. L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-M-B-A for $20 off. Download Game Time Today. Last minute tickets. Lowest price. Guaranteed with Game Time. So I want to thank you guys again for making Lockdown Pistons your first list of every single day. We're free and available on all your podcast platforms. If you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel at Lockdown Pistons. Hit that subscribe button or leave us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. That's another great way to support the podcast. I asked this question. Is this rock bottom for the Detroit Pistons? Type your answer down below or tweet it at me. The sad answer to this question, though, for me, is no. It's not rock bottom. Because the schedule doesn't get any easier. And you haven't received any updates on any of the injured veterans that are apparently supposed to save the Detroit Pistons season, which I don't even know if that's going to be the case. So we haven't gotten updates on Boyan. We haven't gotten updates on Monte. Monte keeps tweeting saying that he's, you know, coming back, but he tweeted two weeks ago that he felt like he was coming back soon. It's two weeks. And then he tweeted out a few days ago. He feels like he's coming back soon. So, you know, who knows? Maybe it's another two weeks. Like we don't have any updates on those guys. The one guy we did get an update on is livers. He did practice a few days ago, so he should be coming back soon. But like, let's be real, man. Isaiah Livers, I I like Isaiah Livers a lot. He's not drastically changing this team's fortunes right now. He's not. At least I don't believe so. I don't believe he is. 
And with the upcoming schedule, by the way, the Pistons are already eliminated from the in-season tournament. Three games. Didn't even get to the last one. Didn't even get to the last one. They basically play that in-season tournament game against the Pacers for nothing. Like, might as well show up with nobody. Show up with the coach, no one on the bench, and forfeit. Like, that, that, what a great way to enter the first in-season tournament. Remember when I was sitting here talking about some, oh, maybe the Pistons can use the in-season tournament to really launch their season, to, you know, the bounce back, to really springboard their, their, their come-up. Yeah, that was great. First in-season tournament eliminated before even the fi- this tournament was over. Was was it was eliminated before the pool play was even over, like upcoming schedule. We got the Raptors on Sunday in Toronto. It, it might as well. It would have been in Toronto even if it was at LCA because every time they play the Raptors, there's more Raptors fans in LCA than Pistons fans. And it sounds like an away game. So no matter what, when the Pistons play the Raptors in the away game, uh, the Nuggets, you know the NBA champs. Good luck with that one. Um, the Indiana Pacers who are just dropping 300 points, it seems like, on everybody they play. So have fun with that one in Indiana. The Wizards is the Pistons, I think, their earliest chance at breaking this losing streak. And by the time it gets to the Wizards, it's going to be a 14-game losing streak. If by th- that that's... So no, the Pistons are not at rock bottom. This thing can get worse. This thing, I, I, I'm willing to bet it probably is going to get worse. And I'm not going to lie to you guys. If game 15 rolls around or a possible 15th game uh, losing streak against the Wizards and they happen to beat the Wizards, is anybody really going to feel good about this? Like, let's be honest with each other. If, if we just witnessed the Pistons go on a 14-game losing streak and then they beat the Wizards, who are considered the only other team that's, that is the the only other team that is in competition with the Pistons for the worst team in the NBA is basically the Wizards, and that's the team they beat, does anyone feel like, oh, turn it around? Turn it around. No more losing streak for the Pistons. Because I can tell you who they play right after the Wizards. The Lakers, the Knicks, the Cavs, the Pacers, the Sixers twice, the Bucks, the Hawks, the Jazz, the Nets, the Nets, the Celtics again. Like, (laughs) does a win against the Wizards really change anything for everybody? Like, so, no, I honestly, this is bad where they're at right now. This is bad. This is bad where they're at. But can it get worse? Yeah. And to be honest, I think it, it might get worse. I think it probably is going to get worse. And I don't know, like, outside of hoping that Duran gets back healthy, Boyan gets back healthy, Monte gets back healthy, Isaiah Livers gets back healthy, outside of them all returning at full strength and being in game shape and being at peak gameplay uh, in the next game immediately against the Raptors, somehow by God's, by God's will, I don't know what else they can do. I don't know what else they can do. Because, guys, I, I, I don't feel like anyone's really playing well right now. Anyone. Like, Kevin Knox. Okay, Kevin Knox is, is like, a positive, I guess. He's been, he's been really good for a guy who just got picked up off the street. But no one else is playing good. Asar Thompson didn't get to play the entire second half because he turned the ball over, like, three straight times to start the second half. And Monty, for something I have to agree with him with, he said after the game, I can't be the coach I said I was going to be if I didn't hold the Sar Thompson to the same standard. I mean, I, I, he's telling the truth. Like, I, how would he look if he's holding Jane Ivey to the standard and then Sar does what he does and he doesn't bench him? Like, he has to at that point. That's the corner he's put himself in. So if Sar didn't play the, basically the entire second half, he only played a minute. Isaiah Stewart, 4 of 11 from the field, 1 of 4 from deep. I, Stu is not making quick enough decisions 
when it comes to shoot, dribble, pass. He's not making quick enough decisions, and it hurts the offense. Cade is really struggling from beyond the arc. He's struggling from the field in general. He's struggling with turnovers. He's struggling dealing with the kind of spacing and the, dealing with the kind of lamps he's out there with. The best lamp that the Pistons had tonight was in the third quarter, they played Cade with some spacing. They played Cade with, I believe, Bagley um, and Burks, Knox, and Sasser, I believe it was, or Ivy Cade. It was either Ivy Cade, Knox, Burks, and Bagley, or it was Sasser in place of Ivy. But either way, spacing around them, and they outscored the Cavs by nine in that quarter. Cade had five points in that quarter, three assists and no turnovers. They hit six threes in that quarter, six of 14. 42%. 42%. Like, that's the only positive, possible positive you can pull from it. That, oh, if you surround K with spacing and his lob threat, the offense actually looks functional. I didn't say good, by the way. I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and try. I, I don't know what to predict anymore. I'm not going to sit here and say this team can be good. I don't know. I, 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 that would be foolish of me at this point. 10-game losing streak? But in the third quarter, at least they looked functional when they had spacing. But K's still struggling. He shot 2 of 7 from deep tonight. Not shooting the same way he shot at the beginning of the year. Killian Hayes only took six shots tonight. Looked like he was shying away from taking shots. Not taking enough threes that are open. Was 0 of 2 from deep tonight. Barely played. Barely even got any shots up. Barely was even a part of the game, it felt like. Alec Burks, 4 of 14 from the floor. 2 of 9 from deep. He didn't shoot well. Ivy played 29 minutes. Thank God. He shot 4 of 6 from the field. But he got benched in the first half because he turned the ball over in his first two possessions then helped too far off of Struess on the play. And he got benched after that. So, and then Sasser, 2 of 7. Like, who's playing well? Who is truly playing well for this team right now? Kevin Knox. And if I told you two weeks ago Kevin Knox would be the guy playing well for the Pistons, what would your reaction be? It, it, it. And the crazy thing is, Going back to the question of this segment, is this rock bottom? With all that I just said, it could get worse. It very well could get worse. It, it, the Pistons better be careful, dog. They got to be careful. I'm not saying that you should be reacting and making moves simply based off of fans. You, there's no way GM should be operating like that. Owners can't operate that, whatever. Solely based off fans. However, they do play a damn part. They do, and when the when the noise gets loud, or even worse, people just stop paying attention to you, and just give up and don't care about you. That's not a situation you want to be in, especially if you're a, a member of the front office, or you're a member of the coaching staff, or a member of the team, player, because that means changes are coming. Change something has to change. Because the owner is not going to stand for that. He's not going to. So, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen, man. Don't know. How can this get better? Is there any way it can get better? What can they do to fix this? We'll talk about that when we come back. I'm trying. I'm trying out here, man. I'm trying for y'all. First, I've got to tell you guys about one of our sponsors, Price Picks. Price Picks is my favorite daily fantasy option out there. You pick two to six players to see if they score more or less than their prize picks projection with prize picks. I, look, every single day I go on there. I look at the Taco Tuesdays on Tuesdays. On Tuesday, got a little Taco Tuesday deal when they cut people's uh, projections in half. Um, 
or not, maybe not in half, but sometimes they take a little bit off. I always take advantage of that. Those are good deals. And you can do cross-sports entries. You can do the NBA with the NFL, the NFL with the NHL, the NFL, NBA, and the NHL. You can do sports game, uh, gaming sports. You can do eSports. You can do all of it with prize picks. It's amazing. And you can win up to five times your money on any single entry. So go to prizepicks.com and use code locked in NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Yes, you heard that right. Use prizepicks.com and use code locked on NBA to get a first deposit match up to $100. So, price picks, best day of fantasy option out there. You get a first deposit match up to $100. What are you waiting for? Head over to Price Picks. Have fun with the best daily fantasy option out there. Cross sports entries, anything on there you can think of, more or less than their projections on Price Picks. It's extremely fun, extremely easy to use, get paid instantly. Love it. Check out Price Picks. Make sure you use code locked in NBA again with Price Picks. So I want to thank you guys again for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We're free and available on all your podcast platforms. If you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel at Lockdown Pistons, hit that subscribe button, or leave us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. Another great way to support the podcast. How can this get better? This is going to be a short segment, by the way. It's going to be a short segment. How can this get better? This is all I got for y'all. This is all I got. And look, I'm trying. There's only so much you can get. There's only so much you can take. There's only so many and so much positive you can spin after a 10-game losing streak, okay? But here is the, this is the only chance the Pistons have at somehow turning things around and making things better. One, look, I get the whole defensive identity, okay? I understand it. It's time to say forget all that. It's time. It's done. It, it's done. Forget the defensive stuff. Look, if you wanted to make this team a defensive identity team, you wanted to build a defensive culture, you sure went out and signed defensive players. Like, I, I don't know what to tell you. You sure went out and signed Dylan Brooks. You sure went out there and tried to get Fred Van Vliet. You sure went out there and tried to get, like, you sure went out and tried to get defenders. I don't know what to tell you. You can't say you want to build defense, not uh, uh, get defenders, and then your best players are offensive players, and now you don't want to play your best players because they're offensive players. You didn't want to get defenders to help them out. Like, I don't know what to tell you. I, like, you put yourself in that situation. It's time to say screw the defenders. You need to play Cade and Ivy because they're your future. You need to play Cade, Ivy, Asar, Duran when they're healthy because that's your future. You need to play Cade with space because if you don't play him with space, you're going to ruin his development. And he's looked best. The Pistons looked best in this game against the Cleveland Cavaliers when Cade had space. That's when he's looked his best. The second half of his rookie season was when he had space and he was dominating games. Dominating. Just give the dude some space. You can still preach defense, tell them to play hard on defense, but the whole little, oh, we're not, we're just going to sacrifice offense. We're not going to care about spacing. Like, I, look, I try to give it a chance. I try to be patient with it. It's dead. Dead mission. GG's. It's over. You lost. Okay? It's over. Play some spacing. Play some spacing. That's one. Two, I love him. Killian Hayes, he has to get benched. Not because I think he's playing terribly, and that has nothing to do with that. He didn't play the best game against the Cavs, but that has nothing to do with it. It has to do with the fact that he's a backup point guard, and the way you want to use him is as a backup point guard. You run run the offense. You run creating for others, and that's not what Cade needs. Cade needs a guy who can attack tilted defenses, who can space the floor out, has gravity on the offensive end of the floor, and he can give someone the ball to go get a bucket or take some of the pressure off of him. He doesn't have that in the starting lineup at all. He has to do everything, by the way, with the defense, not caring about his teammates and only guarding him. Can't happen. Killian Hayes needs to go to the bench. I love him. I think he's improved. I think he's gotten better. 
Love to see him as the backup point guard, but starting next to Cade should be a dead mission. Doesn't mean you can't close with them. Doesn't mean you can't play him, him and Cade together for stretches throughout a game when you do rotations. But starting, dead. GG's. You need to go ahead and just play spacers. Okay? That's the second thing. Third thing, you need to pray. Need to pray. That's that. Hey. Pray, pray to whoever. Whatever you believe, you got to pray. That's what they need to do. Pray that Durant comes back immediately healthy tomorrow. When this drops. When this podcast drops, Pistons need to be praying. Everyone needs to be praying. All of a sudden, Jalen Duren's 100% healthy. All of a sudden, Boyan Bogdanovich is 100% healthy. All of a sudden, uh, Joe Harris is 100% healthy. Monte Moore is 100% healthy. Isaiah Livers is 100% healthy. Need to pray that all of them immediately show up 100% healthy, 100% in game condition, 100% at peak playing condition, and can join the team immediately. Immediately. That's what everyone needs to be praying for. Those are your three pathways to turn this thing around and this getting better. That's all I've got for y'all. Catch y'all in the next one. Thank you guys for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. Free and available on your podcast platforms. Hit that subscribe button. Leave us a five-star review, whatever podcast platforms you're listening to this on. I don't feel comfortable saying go Pistons. So um, catch y'all in the next one, man. Stay safe out there. Watch other NBA teams. If it brings you, it will bring you joy. You will see good basketball, and you will know what good basketball looks like. Basketball is fun. There's too much talent in the NBA for you to not watch this good talent in the NBA and enjoy it. it you should, this should be one of the best times to be a basketball fan, to be an NBA fan. There's too much talent across the whole league. Watch some other games, man. I'm telling you, you will enjoy it. Till next time, I'll see you guys later.